Aloha, and welcome to Wisdom Dialogues with Hope Johnson, coming to you from the love room in Hawaiian beaches on the beautiful big island of Hawaii. Yay, thank you so much for joining. This will be my last in-person Wisdom Dialogues until January 14th, or my bad. This will be my last online Wisdom Dialogues until January 14th. I will still be in person every Monday. It just so happens that Tuesdays aren't working out for the next three weeks. I will be in person every Monday. And you know what? Right after I record Monday's session, by the next day usually, it's on all those podcast stations. So you still be able to get podcasts, fresh podcasts each week after Monday. And I think all of you are covered no matter what kind of podcast station you're into, um, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, whatever, iHeartRadio, and a lot more that I don't remember. So you can get them there, you can get them there. And then I'll probably be posting random podcasts because then I don't have that extra one and a half to two hours to share with you. And it seems like stuff that needs to be shared just needs to be shared, whether I'm having a formal session or not. So that's most likely where you're going to find it because it's just easy for me to, to do an audio. I mean, I, I can do video too. The audio just seems to flow. So check it out there if you're looking for some wisdoms over the holidays. Yay, or come, come to Wawa, I'm in person in Wawa every Monday. Yay, yay, thank you. Hmm, what will it be today? This is so exciting. Ooh. Ooh. Attachment. Okay. Let's just go back to what is attachment? Attachment is a feeling. It's a feeling. It's an it's a fear of losing something. It's a fear of not getting what you think you want or having something change, or having something not change. It's just a longing. Oh, I want that. I need to have that. I need that. Be anything like that. And you know, you aren't capable of getting attached to anything. That's what I mean when I say it's a feeling. Okay, the feeling arises for me too. It's just that I know that it's not me. It doesn't mean that I'm attached to something. The sense of attachment is a feeling sense. The body sense is something that's passing. I don't have to identify with that. I don't have to make it be about me.
How do you break up attachments? You don't, because you don't have to. It's just really so simple. You don't have to try to break any attachments. You just be there to witness as the witnessing principle and the attachment gets undone by itself. There's nothing holding it to you. There's not belief in the feeling pointing to something that's true, that's why. The feeling isn't pointing to anything that's true. It just shows that you have identified with the illusion. So hooray, I feel attached. I know what that means. And I know it's for fun. I know it's part of the ride, it's a ride. Same thing goes for jealousy. Any kind of condemnation where you feel condemning of another person, a sense of guilt, a sense of fear. It's a body sense. So detachment, which I don't mean as the opposite of, of attachment. I don't mean it as the opposite of, of attachment. I would say the opposite of attachment is unattachment. So it's like you think you need this certain thing and then you find something else or you see some evidence that tells you you don't really need it anymore. Or this person, you're attached or unattached, okay? Uh, so detachment isn't really the opposite of that whole scenario, whole little dance, attachment, unattachment. Detachment is more like you took a step back and now you see it from another perspective. You see it from a, a, a different point of view. Okay, you see it from a different point of view. You are uh, detached from that point of view. And you know, I've heard from people who say they got detached from one point of view only to get attached in another point of view, like I'm guilty for having been there. I'm guilty for having been attached. And it's like, just keep on detaching from the ego thought that tells you something. Even I've been in that. You haven't been in, you haven't been in any attachment. It's been occurring to you like it's playing on a movie screen. And it's like a trick. It's just like a trick. Oh, you can say you've been tricked. You thought you were in it. You weren't in anything. You never change. None of this stuff ever touches you. Okay. And you don't have to try to get from attachment to detachment any, anyways. You don't have to try to do that. It happens naturally for you. When you sense the attachment, be glad that you're aware of it. Offer some gratitude that you're aware of that. Yay. Ooh, I feel that. Thank you. You know, everything's fluctuating and changing. Everything's fluctuating and changing all the time. That sense of, a, of attachment to a person, place, or thing could change the next instant. Be open to it. You'll see it. 
When it doesn't change, it's because you don't really want it to change. You want that attachment. It gives you identity. And you want identity because you're afraid of your real identity. Thank you too, my love. I appreciate you. So all these defense mechanisms are built up to try to keep you in a state of wanting the attachment. You're only getting what you want. You're only seeing whatever you want to see. You may say, oh, I don't want, I don't want that. I don't want this poverty. I don't want this sickness. I don't want these, this meanness. I don't want this oppressive government, whatever it is. So if you know right now, if you know right now that you don't want these things, then are you willing to give up the identity that you made? Because the identity that you made comes with all these things. The identity that you made up comes along with all these things, sickness, meanness, death, uh, I don't know, you name it. Attachment, jealousy, greed. Why are you afraid of your true identity? Well, you're afraid to know what your true identity is because you, you, you know, underneath the, underneath the illusion of this world, you believe, you believe that you separated yourself from your true identity. You don't have that identity anymore. And if you try to get, go back to it, you're not worthy of it. You're just going to annihilate yourself. You can't, it's like, you can't go back to that. So you're trying to forget about it. It's like you can't go back to it, but you can. You actually never left. That's the thing. You actually never even left. It, the, the process is just about restoring your mind to sanity because as soon as you had the thought that you separated yourself from reality and you believed in that, you went insane. Temporarily insane, totally curable insanity, completely curable. Let me make sure my volume's off never here. Even left. Off. It, the boom. <laughs> Fear of non-being. Yeah, you could say it's something like that, Yulia. It's as if, you know, it's not something that, that can be conceived um, exactly from this, from this perception, from this density, you can say. But it's fear, fear of annihilation. Yes, non-being, non-being. But, you know, the, the funny and interesting thing is upon your return, you're just going to be so welcomed. Upon your return to sanity, you're not going to get 
the idea that you don't belong there. So just that idea that you don't belong there, you ruined it, you screwed it up. It's never gonna be the same. That's the idea. That's the idea and it's totally false. But you believed in that and continue to believe in it over and over again. If, as you watch the manifestations arise and watch how you re-believe in it over and over again, you'll take on victimhood in a second. I know because I'm speaking from experience. I'm speaking from ex experience. It's funny. I'll be watching myself taking on victimhood and just enjoying the show. And you know, it drops itself. It just drops itself. It's fun that way. It's fun. It, when you're watching it, you know what it is. It heals and it makes it so that it has no effects. When you're watching it and you know what it is, it has no effects. You know you're choosing, you know, when you know that you're choosing the illusion over truth, when you're knowing that, when you're aware of that, guess what? That is choosing the truth because it's choosing awareness. Just watch. I say that because I grew up in an atheist environment and it used to scare me so much that I was going to not be one day, just not exist, not be aware, and that this was going to happen to everyone. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's pretty scary. And you know, the, the atheist is trying to accept that. The atheist is trying to accept that, but you know what, it's unacceptable. That's why there's so much suffering. It's just unacceptable. It's unacceptable to your mind. You can't reconcile that with the truth of your being. And, and you know, every upset feeling that you get is because of the denial of the truth of your being, it's from denying the truth of who you are. Every sense of upset that you get. And you know, the religious person doesn't fare any better for the most part because so much, so many religious people believe in good and bad and hell and all that stuff. And that's a burden. That's hard. That makes it hard. That makes it a struggle. That makes for upset feelings and not knowing where the upset feeling is coming from or what to even do with it. But you can go beyond all of that. You can go beyond the idea of not being. And the idea of there being good and bad. 
It's ridiculously simple. I say the same thing all the time. It's just that, you know, the ego conditioning is so prevalent. Most of the thoughts are those ego conditioning. And you get more and more of that. You get more and more of that every time you talk to someone. Get more of the ego conditioning. Watch the news. Go to the doctor. You get that ego conditioning all the time. So, you know, if you really want to return your mind to sanity and you would be willing to forsake everything to return your mind to sanity, just forsake whatever thought it is that's arising to you, appearing to you right now, and let love in. Every kind of little worry, every kind of little concern, every kind of thought about this life. You know, every thought about this life is making more. Every thought that pertains to this life is making more. It's like generating more thoughts. So when you see a thought, when a thought occurs to you about the world, isn't it something to get afraid of or anything? When a thought occurs to you about the world, just look at it from the perspective of this thought is meaningless. And you don't have to keep pursuing it. It can just occur to you and go. You're going to get a lot of space that way. You're going to have a lot of downloads that way get downloads that way because your mind's not occupied with the past and the future, which is basically all that's going on. It's the past and, and perceivable future playing out in your perception all the time. Aloha. I love you. Thank you for your comments. If you comment on Facebook, I'll see it. So you can ask me questions there. You can join me on Zoom. Yay. I love you. And thank you to all my peeps here on Zoom. I appreciate you. True, religious people are terrified of death too often. LOL. LOL. <laughs> yes, and everyone's terrified of death. And at the same time, at the same time, everyone's wishing for death. It's very interesting. This perception, this perceived world is predicated on a death wish. It's a trip. Watch whenever you get triggered. If you look through the triggers, I, let me tell you what I mean by look through the triggers. Trigger arise for you. Say it's jealousy. Trigger arises for you. You get super curious, almost, almost scientific about it. You want to know what that feeling holds for you. What kind of gifts do those feel, that feeling holds for you? Okay. When you get to the bottom of it, it's a death wish. It's killing. Even if it's mild frustration, it's killing. Okay? And so there's this wish for death and fear of death, and none of them have anything to do with you. They have nothing to do with you. You can just let them rise and pass, the fear of death and the wish for death. If you recognize every upset feeling as a wish for death, you're not going to be motivated to follow the thoughts that support it. 
You're not going to be motivated to. Every upset feeling is a wish for death. Hmm. How many will remember that the next time they're triggered? All you have to do is recognize that. It falls away on its own. You don't have to do anything. Ah. <laughs> what are downloads? Okay, in that respect where I said you're going to get a lot of downloads, um, if you're not following your thoughts because you know that they're totally meaningless, all your thoughts about the, the world, you're going to start getting all kinds of thoughts that pertain to the law of love. You know, you, it's like, it's like realization it might be a visual. Um, for me, it comes a lot in words. Although I started to get a visual recently, um, where I just felt a comfort and looked and there's a person, an image of a person that's not really there. So that's awesome. That's fun. But, but, you know, downloads, it's like, uh, information that you weren't so maybe you were aware of it but you weren't completely aware what you weren't as aware and in more awareness it's like opening more awareness um mine comes a lot in words words will just come to me a lot of the times i type type them onto facebook when i'm looking at my book and i'm uh, playing around with my book definitely words just come and it's, a, it's like an open channel. It's almost like an open channel because your own thoughts aren't there to distract you. So it's like the Lord can speak to you. Let's say it like that. So, you know, for me, none, no part of my life is important enough for me to close the channel. As in, get involved in thought in worldly thought none of that stuff is important to me uh, important enough to me to close off my channel is that true all the time every single second no but when i notice when it when it's when that is not true for me it hurts and i'm back very soon because it's that it doesn't feel good it's like whoa it, that's that's not um that's not what i want that's not what I want. And I know I deserve what I want. It's just that I know, you know, to say that I know I just, I know I deserve what I want. I can say that because I know that nothing that I seem to want in the world is even worthy of me. And I don't want any of that. Even, even any preferences that seem to be my preferences that arise for me, I know they're passing preferences, so it's okay. It's okay. Passing preferences. I may find myself motivated to move toward a passing preference. That motivation is also passing. The image of myself on the screen moving toward it is also passing. So that can just occur. It actually occurs without my involvement. I can still keep my mind focused on what's really meaningful to me and what's really true for me. And that's the one true desire to restore our shared mind to sanity. Okay, that doesn't mean I have to be doing anything in particular because doing is not anything that has anything to do with anything real. It doesn't mean I need to do anything in particular. All it means is I'm acknowledging 
illusion as such and not using it to make more illusion or deny reality, but using it to undo the sense that reality has been lost. Anastasia, how does turning another cheek, turning another cheek, I think, he, I think that said turning the other cheek, but it probably means the same thing. Turning another cheek, it's experienced from the point of view of consciousness relating with thought. Okay, so I've said before, in a dream, which this is a dream, how do you know it's a dream? Because you can get hurt for one. There's death, that's a real easy one. Is there death here? You're dreaming. Is there threat? You're dreaming. Okay, so we got that established. In dreams, you are as, con as consciousness, relating with thought. So you're like the whole consciousness, all the thoughts of separation, basically. <laughs> all the thoughts of separation. And also the thoughts that relate to truth because you know consciousness is given to you because you wanted separation. Consciousness is the first thought of separation. I separated myself from reality. And then it extrapolates from there. So once consciousness was set into play, you were given another, almost like a pillar of thought. I go like this because it seems like it, it's um, vertical, like a vertical line. Like, it, like you go, you, if you go over, to, over here, you just go whoosh. <laughs> whoosh. <laughs> so you're given that kind of pillar of thoughts that speak to the truth it'll bring you out of those fear thoughts just shift your awareness out of those fear thoughts and also undo those fear thoughts you know it neutralizes those so there's consciousness relating with thought so thought arises Say it's an attachment thought. How do you know there's a an attachment thought? You can sense that you feel a longing towards something. So you sense that you feel a longing towards something and recognize right there that your consciousness, in this dream, your consciousness, and in consciousness, you can make a conscious choice. You can make a conscious choice in that choice. You have a choice whether to take that attachment, that sense of attachment as if it means something. That's all, as if it means something. If you see that it doesn't mean anything, then it doesn't mean anything. If it seems like it means something to you, you can ask for another interpretation. Are you asking? Ask for another interpretation. No, no, I just know, I just know I have to have that. That's the ego, not wanting to ask for another interpretation. Yay, welcome. Thank you. Aloha, everyone. Thank you for joining. I appreciate you. Please raise your hand if you have any questions uh, or write to me like Anastasia just did. Also, people are structures of thought. People are structures of thought. They're, you're not seeing them clearly. You're seeing thought. You're seeing your own thought reflected back to you, okay? So whenever you relate with a person, 
you're relating with your own thought. Okay. Why do you want to relate with your own thought? Because you didn't want to be who you are anymore. You were afraid of being who you are, being that bad. Now you, now that you separated yourself from reality, you think you're bad, you're dirty, you're unworthy of heaven. So you're going to be given these people coming to you in all different ways so that you can relate with your thought. And in relating with your own thought, you're giving yourself opportunities to see that it doesn't have any meaning for you. And the person in front of you, the person that seems to be giving you, that's really you. Underneath what you painted over them, the thoughts that you painted over them, that you're projecting onto them, it's another way of saying it. Underneath those thoughts is you. So any kindness or, uh, or unkindness that's shown to that person is re really being shown to your own mind. And that wish for death is being replayed over and over again every time you act unkind. And you only act unkind because you think unkind thoughts. And how do you know if you're acting unkind? You can feel it. Put your attention into your body sense. Some people call that the inner child. We will call that the inner child. For a lot of people, it's really subtle. For a lot of people, they don't even feel it. They have to, they have to practice to be able to feel it. One of them, one of the thing, one of the things that can be practiced is just breathing, allowing your breath to go down into the belly. For many, the breath never makes it that far. It stops at the chest. All day long, your breath can go all the way down to the belly, unless you're stressed. That's one way to know you're stressed in an instant. Yay. Irina. Yay. Welcome. Hi. Aloha. Aloha. Can you hear me? I can hear you great. It's awesome. Um, I, I say my name, Irina, but I like your way better. So <laughs> Thank <Irina>. you. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So excited to speak with you. It's my first time. <laughs> oh, yay. Thank you. I appreciate you joining. Thank you. Um, I, I wanted to um, share my experience from this morning and maybe okay. you can like shine the light on it too. So Okay. Um, you know, I've been in, in a little bit of a strange uh, place lately because, you know, um, I didn't even know you existed. And then, you know, a couple weeks ago, you just pop up in my in my reality or slash illusion. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but um, and it's uh, funny because first I was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know anything about her. I wish I did. But then I was like, no, I don't think I would have gotten the message. So it's like, perfect. Anyway. <laughs> I'm glad it's coming to you at just the right time, as it always does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And um, so this morning I woke up um, super angry, like 
you know, very angry, irritated. Um, I'm not sure why. And then my first thing, I go looking for things that made me main, angry, like to make sense of it. Oh. I'm like, did I get enough sleep? Because if I don't, I'm angry. I did. <laughs> I did. So that's not the reason. Like, yeah. did I have my coffee? Yes, I had my coffee. Not the reasons. And like, I'm not on my period. That's over or whatnot. You know, things like that. And then, you know, I walked my daughter to school. So I was like, you know, um, honey, like my inner child, like you said, <laughs> is a little angry today and I have no idea why. And then I kind of let it go. But um, the question that came up for me is when, when we feel the feeling, mm -hmm. so is the feeling the first thing that comes into our awareness and then we try to like create a reality around it so we can explain it to ourselves, or maybe draw on it from the past and be like, okay, the feeling in the past was created by this. So that's the truth for me moving forward. Or so I'm confused a little bit of how that works. If you oh, could. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the feeling is first, and it seems like you don't you don't have to try to make it make up stuff. I mean, it just comes. Yeah, you know the the feeling is the first manifestation of the false belief that you separated yourself from reality. So the feeling is really any upset feeling, and you know they come in a lot of different forms just to keep it interesting and keep the illusion looking really real. Uh, <laughs> Or any any upset feeling is just an effect of the thought that you separated yourself from reality that's all it is and and you know and whatever you perceive in the world that seems to make you feel that feeling that's just trying to justify the feeling and distract your attention so you don't know where it's coming from no so i don't need to know where it's coming from i just got to you know it's meaningless, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. You don't have to investigate it or at all. You don't have to like look into the feeling like that. You mm -hmm. need to get the feeling effect, which means get that feeling experientially. Mm -hmm. In my body. And yeah. you, you, you mentioned often that, you know, you try to intensify it in your body and that's how it dissipates. And um, I find it that I cannot really even get to the point where I can intensify it when I like look at it and like I know that I'm about to like allow it to be there it just dissipates on its own it's like it knows what I'm doing <laughs> nice oh that's perfect that's perfect so it's like, you let me be okay well you don't need me anymore bye yeah. yeah it just it just drops really fast and then you know you'll get lots of learning opportunities um you know there might be a, a time period it's like that's why that's saying this too shall pass <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. so you'll get you'll get different learning opportunities so there will be other opportunities where you'll get a really intense sense that seems scary to go into mm -hmm. you know? And so that's like, like every time you're looking at these ones that are easily falling away like that, that's wonderful because that's kind of like practice for bigger ones. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. So the way, the way the illusion works, you know, that it tends to get some intent, more intense point. If it doesn't, it doesn't. That's great. 
That's great. I'm not saying that it has to. That's mm -hmm. been my experience. And that's been the experience of everyone else I've known so far. But it's not like I know everything. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, you know, like I have to, I have to agree because things always ebb and flow for me. <laughs> and today all is great. And tomorrow I get sucked in again into, into the matrix, you know. Yeah, so when you sense that getting sucked in energy, that's where your practice, it's like it's almost like your practice comes into play. Yeah. See. Now and now my it's like it's kind of like you're an athlete, right? And you've and you've practiced your stuff and then and then at the big game or race or whatever it is, the practice is still working for you. Yeah, so, so yeah, so that's Sorry. why, like on those on those days where it just seems so mellow and everything seems so easy for you, you're still being watchful and not letting yourself get carried away with illusion thoughts is practice. Yeah, because then when big stuff shit comes in, <laughs> it's like I've been I've I've been training for this. <laughs> Yes, exactly. And you know, it's going to seem more difficult to apply that practice during that time. But you yeah. know that that's the time where it's the most needed. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, I, I also like to kind of like welcome it because, hey, I know I'm going to like come out stronger or, you know, wiser on the other side. So yes that's it that's it because it's such an opportunity it's going to show you so much and the clearer you are going through it the more gifts you can gather from it you know well thank you so much for answering my question i appreciate you yay thank you too i love you i love you aloha okay aloha Oh, yeah, I didn't ask her if she wanted to be a panelist. That's right, Bob. I didn't ask her. If you want to come on and you want to be on camera, let me know. No. <laughs> oh, she said no. Maybe next time. <laughs> okay, just let me know when you want to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. Just when you think you got it, that's when you go, you don't got it. You don't got it until you cannot hear these words <laughs> or any words for that matter. As long as you're perceiving separation, put the practice into play. Keep a, keep a willingness, keep a lighthearted, I mean this, light-hearted willingness to recognize whenever you see a contrasting feeling anything any feeling that's anything less than let's say gratitude keep a light-hearted alertness for that that's all the practice is and recognizing that you don't want that you don't want that feeling you don't want that feeling that's less than gratitude and you, you don't deserve it either. 
then you're open to letting the thoughts go that are upholding it. And as the thoughts are being let go, the underlying cause of it, the sense of separation is getting healed. When you know where that feeling comes from, when you're sure where that feeling comes from, they're always getting healed. So you're excited about some kind of an upsetting thing or something that seems upsetting to you. I, I noticed, you know, one really big teaching learning experience for me was when the lava was flowing here, when the, you know, rivers of lava were flowing here. And my place was one of the places that was taken out by lava. There was like 700 places taken out by lava. Um, it ended about a year and a half ago. But yeah, you can go back to videos at that time if you want. <laughs> if you want, there was one video where it was like, "Oh my God, I've been evacuated for lava." We're doing a wisdom dialogue during um, the evacuation, and all through, all through the time the lava was flowing and um, the house getting taken by lava, stuff like that. And it was such a big one because you know there was this sense of, oh my God, oh my God, and I'm, oh my God, it's, it seems like I'm just about to lose everything, you know, just about to lose everything. And, um, and then there was also, yes, this is awesome. This is such a big experience. And you know, I became very curious. I, that's where I first felt myself to be like kind of scientific. So I was like really watching my reactions to seeing a line of fire coming toward my place, our place, our family place. Um, and, and, then, and, and then, you know, thinking about all the beautiful gardens and the fairy cabin and, you know, we had all these sweet, sweet little paths and food. You could just walk around and pick food and eat food, you know, and, and and seeing oh my goodness you talk about attachments falling away it's like it's like i the the ego will rise up and go i miss you know i got a lot of that i miss and then it's like i just know what that is oh i know where that goes no thank you you know no thank you it's fun. It's just given to you as if, hey, will you, you, will you use this to deny your reality? And it really came clear to me, it doesn't matter what beautiful things I seem to have or what beautiful surroundings I seem to be in. None of that even comes close to my goal in all of this. And really, it's all of our goal in all of this, although there's this forgetting. All of our goal in all of this, when we dove into this perceptual experience, it was for undoing the thought of separation. That's why it, we, we dove in happily or happy to be here because of what it's for. And there's no thing in the world that can make us happy. And we perceive any kind of an upset feeling. It's because we thought there was something in the world that could make us happy. It was so funny, too. The, during the time I was living there, um, I stayed there for eight years. Watched it grow all around us. At first, it was pretty much a lot of it, like half of it or three quarters of it was like raw jungle where you had to machete through it. 
by the time we left, it was beautiful manicured gardens, you know? And, and it's like this sense of attachment rose for me pretty much after I first got there. Cause I, it, it felt like, oh my God, I made it. Like, how does it get better than this? Oh my goodness. Everything's just glowing. You know, it's like, it's like perfect. So peaceful, so beautiful, everything. And it was like, there was no motivation to buy insurance. When we first moved there, insurance wasn't available because it's lava zone one. So you get the sense that there's no, you know, you get this in and out. There's no, no insurance right now because it looks like a threat. It's glowing and stuff. And then the government go, will go, no, it's not a threat. Give them insurance. And so once the insurance came, it was really clear to me like, no, I'm not getting insurance. And, you know, it, it seemed like it was like all this fear coming up about losing the place. And I didn't want to get insurance to put that fear at ease. That it would, it, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't feeling like it was like, oh yeah, let's just get insurance. Kind of like nonchalant. It was more like if I were to get insurance, it would be to put that thing at ease. I didn't want that. I wanted the, I wanted the experience. I didn't realize lava was really coming, but I was looking for the experience of having this fear of losing and seeing through the fear of losing, which did occur for me before the lava flow. And that's why the lava flow is very easy for me. I saw a lot of difficulty that people were having around me. In fact, I was volunteering and, and up at the, um, it was kind of like a makeshift home for people. It, it was like parking lot area with all kinds of tents and stuff like that for people who are evacuated. And noticing, you know, all the suffering is just from attachment to stuff. You know, in our case, no one even died at the lava flow. <laughs> There's other lava events where like, you know, I heard about one recently where it just blew off the top and like 13 people died inst instantly or something like that. But there was like major upset going on about this. And, you know, when people would come, I would just recognize the only reason they're suffering is because they're attached to something that's not even real. They totally just forgot their purpose, you know? So I could feel them. I could feel their energy and also offer the truth without having to say it to them for the most part without even without even saying it i mean they weren't coming to me to talk to me they were coming to me to get an appointment for a massage i was the one like taking the appointments for people so they can get a massage and then while they're waiting for a massage i'm giving them some essential oil see You know, some of them, some of them were taken aback when they found out that my place was under the lava too. <laughs> because, you know, there is like, there is no suffering over it. There is no suffering over it. It was more like, woohoo. And, and, you know, let me care for my friends over here and my neighbors over here too, uh, that seem to be going through it. But this attachment to stuff brings up much suffering and any kind of an event like that um, where you have any kind of perception like that, and it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be dis difficult. For me, it was super exciting. It was like, let me see. 
I'm excited to see whatever needs to be shown to me. And so then, you know, I find myself, um, I find myself in a home that's awesome. It's an awesome home. It's really big. It's sweet. And then things are super different and it's like no notice or anything, but things are really different. And so I find myself going to my backyard looking for that kind of sun sunspot. I used to have a secret garden where I could sunbathe bathe naked all the time. Kind of looking for that place where I could be in the garden and be with the plants and be alone with my feet in the, in the I was gonna say in the dirt, but no, it was grass. <laughs> Beautiful manicured grass <laughs> with fruit all around. Uh, but, but you know, so I'd look for a spot here and you know, I would keep on going out there and going out there and looking for the spot and notice a sense of I'm not getting my spot. And that would also be used. Whatever it is just gets used. I know I don't really need that sunbathing spot. I know I'm not the one that wants it. It's just that there's a bringing up of a feeling like I want the sunbathing spot and it's not here. So with that feeling coming up, that's where the love comes in. That's where the love is allowed to come in. And you know, after a while, I just forgot about looking for a sunbathing spot. I just forgot about looking for a sunbathing spot. I found myself up going out to the beach more often. <laughs> you know, and it's and all of that, all of that is just bringing us and it's not even really bringing us isn't even the word because it's unfolding before us. It's like directing your attention, directing experiences that are they're unfolding before us so that we can come together and heal the mind. You know, if I find myself at the beach, that's where I belong. I belong at the beach. That's where the healing of the mind is taking place because that's my only goal in it. I mean, sure, I might see and I, I might I might see some sort of preference. Today, when I go to the beach, I hope it's sunny and I hope people are nice to me. And I hope someone's going to give me some weed, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I hope the I hope the waves are uh, I hope the waves are not crashing too much, so I can get in easily. And I hope the, the ground is sandy today. Once I get there, if I see the conditions are different, any upset feeling arising to me, that's just for taking care of. That's all. All the ideas of me wanting anything are only for seeing through that. And, you know, you could say that that idea of wanting, it's just a thought occurring to you and it's kind of directional. It's like motivating you in a direction. Like motivating your mind. Let's say motivating your mind, motivating your consciousness to make appearances of your body moving in a direction. Yesterday, someone asked me, well, if you don't believe that any medicine can cure any sickness, why would you go to the clinic and get that antibiotic? And it's like, I didn't go to the clinic and get an antibiotic. That's not how it is. It's an illusion occurring to me. It's an illusion occurring to me. So as I'm taking, I'm taking this topical antibiotic and rubbing it on a parent staff that seems to be forming on my leg, I'm recognizing that this is a dream. There isn't any staph, there isn't any antibiotic to put on it. See, that's where the mind tend to get, tends to get tripped up with understanding 
No illusions affect on other illusions. You know, you can break it down to something really simple like, you know, washing yourself doesn't really get you clean. It doesn't. It doesn't. That doesn't mean you stop washing yourself and hope you're going to perceive yourself as clean. You could if you want. It doesn't matter. You're going to be a stinky fucker. Not a lot of people want to hang out with you. But, you know, if that's your path, blessed be. <laughs> it's perfect. So if you're, if, if, if you're going, if you're, if you're going, well, I know that, uh, that antibiotics really can't take staph away. So therefore I'm going to boycott the doctor. You're trying to make illusions true. That's one way of trying to make illusions true. Okay. It's like you, it's like doing is real. Like you can really boycott something. Like you can really make that kind of choice. You think you make a choice. You get, the, you get the appearance that you just made a choice not to go to the doctor. You cannot make that choice. And when you think in terms of right and wrong, good and bad, you're shirking your responsibility. Your responsibility for choosing truth over illusion. You can even say it as choosing eternal life over death. Okay? Isn't that for fun? I know for me, when it breaks it down like that, I just become much more motivated. I'm killing right now if I'm believing in an upset feeling. I'm killing right now. You know, that's really how it is. Making appearances of death. It gets you so unmotivated to try to uphold an upset feeling. But it gets you motivated to let that upset feeling fully express in your body's energy field. And it, and it gives you motivation to comfort, offer comfort within that. Yulia wrote to me, thank you so, so so much well thank you all thanks to you thank you for being here i love you i keep reminding myself every time practically every single time i get an unpleasant thought feeling longing i remind myself not the truth see through it and i catch myself a lot too yeah you start to see that wow when i was not aware of this it was just all day long <laughs> <laughs> just playing me out <laughs> all the time all the time pretty much yeah all the time also catching myself telling someone something is okay and then getting triggered by the same thing myself the next moment yeah isn't that so fun yeah and my advice is for myself too you could laugh about that oh there I am getting triggered about that how fun I'm going to run away now, but glad I caught you before the holidays. I love you and always listening. Yay, I love you too. Thank you, Yulia. And you know about the podcast, right? If you have any questions about the podcast, email me because you're going to find a lot there, I think, coming up. That's what it seems like. Everything's going to be there. Yay, I love you. Yeah, if you, 
if you sign up to get motive, yeah, go on the website and go to Wisdom Dialogues. It'll take you, it'll, it'll show you like down in the middle of the page, you'll see these three different icons of the big three, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. And then if you have iHeartRadio or any of those other ones, turn your notifications on. So then you're going to know whenever I post something new and you'll be able to get that. So for, th for three weeks, I said it earlier, but I'll say it again. For next three weeks, I won't be here on Tuesdays at 3 p.m. doing Wisdom Dialogues online. Just for the next three weeks. I will be in person, and I will be posting to podcasts. Yay. Thank you, Yulia. I love you. Have fun in all your running. Have fun in all your running around. So... Let's look at that again, because it's something that, does, that isn't gotten super easily. I notice people who come to Wisdom Dialogues, they've been coming to Wisdom Dialogues for like, one of them, three years, still asking me why I would go to the doctor if I know that a medication cannot have an effect on the body. It's the same as why would I take a shower if I know that washing myself with water cannot get me clean? Why would I eat food if I know that it doesn't do anything? Why would I drive in my car if I know it won't get me anywhere? That's an ego question. That's an ego question. And you know, the ego is totally quieted when you get that, you're not capable of doing anything. You never were. You never were. This world is predicated on the thought of separation. It's showing you a bunch of shit that's not true. The antibiotics seem to take care of the staff. That doesn't mean I'm gonna, that, that doesn't mean that I'm gonna, in my mind, believe and rely on antibiotics to take care of staff. Maybe it's something else that seems to take care of it next time. Who knows? If there is a next time, who knows? That's what seemed to make the other illusion. But that doesn't have to be a concern for me. That doesn't have to be a concern to me. Will the antibiotic take care of the staff? Hey, who knows? Sometimes it doesn't work for people. Other people, I've seen them use something like mud. Some of my friends use mud. Seems to take a little longer. <laughs> and be kind of messy. <laughs> you know, it's like, if you speak to the truth, if you speak to the truth in the illusion, you're going to be made into a hypocrite. So what? That's what the illusion is for. Supposed to. Hope, why are you brushing your hair? You know you don't have hair. Why are you brushing your teeth? You don't have teeth. It's not like that. 
That's the ego game. I talked to an old hippie not too long ago. He's got some really bad teeth, you know. He's like, yeah, I wish I wouldn't have listened to that advice when I was younger to just like not, not brush my teeth and not go to the dentist. <laughs> this doesn't mean to do anything or not do anything. It's not like that. All the doing takes care of itself. But when you subscribe to an idea that you know, like you know how this illusion works, and so now you know, oh, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna um, ignore this staff and watch TV or something. You're, you know, it's over there festering. You feel it crawling on your leg, but you're just like watching, watching TV and stuff because you want to prove that this illusion isn't real. You know, it's like. It's the same thing as going, I, I, know, um, I, I know I can fly, so I'm just gonna jump off this cliff. You know, the same thing like that. I mean, sure, once we have the faith for it, once we have the faith for it, as in we, we, we know we're certain, we're certain, we also don't see things as solid like that. You don't have to, go from standing to flying because there's really like no difference between those you know it's like you, you you there's no there's no cliff to jump off of it's like this 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 world with a dense with a dense world with a dense perception arising arises comes with it all of these worldly kind of laws like if you jump off the cliff you're going to die kind of thing. If you don't take care of your staff, it's going to spread kind of thing. If you don't brush your teeth, you're going to have stank mouth like that. If you don't drink water, you're probably going to start feeling dehydrated. That doesn't mean those things cause those things. See, it's a way of looking. It doesn't mean those things cause those other things. It doesn't mean jumping off the cliff causes the death. Not true. It's a wish for death that causes that whole illusion to be made manifest. It's one thing. It's not sequential. The jumping and the death are, are a projection. The staff and the antibiotic are the same projection. See? It's just that when you want to be responsible for your own life, when you want to be responsible for, when you want to be responsible for choices that you make on the surface, that's where you get a setup. That's where you get a setup for making this illusion real and suffering over your choices. You can't make any wrong choice. Even that old hippie that told me, I wish I would have, you know, in my mind, I knew and I checked it that he hasn't made any choice. He did not make the choice not to brush his teeth. He just thought he was making the choice. So then he was attached to that decision. And he couldn't allow any other choices arise, any other apparent choices even arise. Justin, my love. So if I'm smelling an unpleasant stank mouth or hippie, that's just an illusion. Yes, it's a projection. It's just a projection. 
That's right. That's right. All of it is. All of it is. And it's not caused by not brushing the teeth. Although it's made to look like that because that's how illusions are. It's made to look like that. It's made to seem like that. So it plays out this sense that you can make a choice. It plays out that there can be a choice made. And all these different images and all these different forms arise in our perception just so that we can see through them. Isn't that fun? And then they come in fun different ways. They come in awesome ways. All different ways. Oh, Lori wrote me on Facebook. I'm at Big Bend National Park. I have tried to join but can't, but I saw this post, so I'm saying hi to everyone. Yay, thank you, Lori. Everyone says hi. Everyone loves you, even if they haven't met you yet. I have a bunch of new people on here. They'll probably be meeting you soon. Lori usually comes on with me and has all kinds of awesome questions and stories and insight. She's usually my panelist for the whole show. <laughs> but it's been months now. I think it's been months, maybe a month and a half since, since she moved into a trailer and went traveling around and sometimes has no, no reception. So yay, that's fun. That's always fun to play with. And she's getting all kinds of insights. I know it. I know it. I love you too, Justin. Thank you so much. What a sweetie. Uh, every time I see him, he's so sweet and gentle and loving. Okay. And this too shall pass. This next time I see him, he's pissed. No, just kidding. He might be. It won't matter. I still love you. <laughs> Hope you bitch the way you said that on Wisdom Dialogues. <laughs> If anyone thinks I'm a bitch or anything, just tell me it's good. It's all right. I don't mind. Sometimes I hear that from someone else and I'm like, oh, I wonder why they never said that to me. We're always laughing and having fun together. <laughs> How fun. <laughs> I mentioned yesterday, it's like we... <laughs> it's like we become friends with each other just so we can fuck up in each other's perceptions. You know, you notice that uh, if you, you, you get close with anyone, you get any kind of closeness with anyone, they're bound to tick you off. See? And then, and then, and then you got a story. Oh, I got a story about her. I have one friend, other friends tell me, he goes, they, he just goes up to you. Oh, you won't believe it. I have this story about hope. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's so good. <laughs> she thinks she's this, but I know this about her. <laughs> it's so fun. Uh, but, you know, that's the thing. It's like, let's be friends so we can piss each other off and see through each other's, to, to see through the illusion we're making for ourselves, you know. We're making individual illusions for, for ourselves and then we're projecting it onto other people as if they're doing it to us, you know? Uh, it's like, 
it's like it's like no no one's actually doing anything to you you're not even seeing them clearly if you're holding any kind of resentment or unpeace or anything like that you're just causing suffering for yourself that person isn't even there that's why i say hey if you have any kind of beef with me just let me know because when you let me know then i can ah let it flow through my body's energy field. I can feel you. It's also fun when other people let me know because it's kind of the same, you know. I know I have to I have to hold that. Like when someone says, hey, Hope, you know, this person, like yesterday someone came up to me and said, hey, Hope, this person, they're really hurt by you. And it's like, oh, that's good to know because when I know that, when I know that, then it occurs to me now it's in my perception so thank you now it's in my perception and i can extend love with it there i can extend love to that individual who is really me asking for love see and it doesn't mean i need to call them i could find myself calling them um, or reach out to them in any way but in fact i've seen this person and we've been smiling and laughing and hugging every time we meet each other and so there's not, the perception wasn't there until someone else told them, you know, a couple years ago, you did something that person feels really hurt by it. And it's like, oh, good to know. So yeah, let me know. I'm happy to know. I won't be, I, I won't be mad at you. I won't be angry with you at all. I'll be so happy if you tell me something that I did that hurt you in any way because I love you. Okay, yay. <laughs> oh, I just thought I, thought I saw a huge question, but it's an older one, yay. <laughs> hmm. I appreciate you, I appreciate your questions. I appreciate all of your expressions. And you know, at times I might find myself not motivated to be with a certain person at a certain time. Who knows, you may be one of them. I'm not motivated toward that right now. No, thank you. It doesn't mean you are doing anything wrong. It doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong, but I cannot be with everyone all the time, can I? Not in a dream, not in a dream anyways. I might be motivated over in this direction. Like, no, I'm not into that anymore. Doesn't mean you've screwed up or anything like that. It's just moving and that's how it is with everyone, not just me. That's everyone, even if they think they have a reason for cutting it off with you, for instance, even if they think they have some reason for cutting it off, it's just that teaching and learning, it's just always shifting, it's shifting around. We don't have any reason really. We might, we might be able to perceive a reason, but that's not a real, that's not the real reason. The real reason is only because that that's where the healing needs to take place. The healing isn't happening anymore in that scenario. And it's moving to a different, the motivation is changing. This, this perceived life is just constantly flowing and changing. And we just flow with it and are not taking things personal, like say, 
you know, someone isn't interested in going there with us at that time, or they're not interested in working with us on a certain project at this time. It just allows it all to be so easy and free. And you never need to, you never need to feel like you're guilty if you don't do what a person wants you to do. You know, that's just a projection of guilt, making it like, oh, if I, if I take this away from them, then, you know, just keep on going back into your body's energy field. Make it real simple. Make it all one thing. And then whatever decision arises for you, let that be, decision be the one until it could change, though. You change your mind, too. Just let it be held. Let yourself be held in whatever, you're, in whatever you seem to be deciding because you make no decisions on the surface. That's really the bottom line is getting out of that identification as if you make any decisions on the surface. And one really, the one really big one for people, big way to get out of that is to look at how you're projecting for other people making their own decisions on the surface about how their decisions are right or wrong. Because those other people that you perceive, they're really you. That's really talking about you when you're talking about whether, you know, whether you, whether they made that decision for themselves or whether they have a really important decision to make. There are no important decisions on the surface. They're, they come up and seem like they're important. That's only to get a rise out of you. They pop up in seeming important so that you can get that feeling like you have to know something or do something. You know, when that occurs to me, it's like, ooh, I wonder how that's going to play out. I don't know what I'm going to decide, but I'm going to be surprised about it just like you when I see. Am I going to go that way or that way? I don't know. But once the decision is clear, once the decision is made clear, then I have an idea about it, but it could change. See how it is? You never have to be stuck to any of those. And don't stick anyone else to it, because whenever you stick someone else to it, to it, you put yourself in fear. You set yourself up for illusions of suffering illusions of your own suffering. There's no suffering going on in the world. There's no non-peace in the world because the world isn't. There's only appearances of suffering. Uh, any suffering that anyone seems to be going through is a projection. And you're perceiving them suffering, even if someone else is just telling you that they're suffering, you know, as in the example, I just gave and perceiving someone else as suffering that's for you to take care of. So you just take care of it. And it's not, it's, it doesn't have to distract you from anything else that you seem to be doing. Cause that's just playing out anyways. You don't need to be thinking about it to have it playing out. Keep focusing your attention on the sense, the feeling sense, if you want to, if you want to see through it, 
if you want to see that this world is just energetic and playing out the energetic frequency of thinking that you separated yourself from reality. Do you want that? Do you want to see it like that? Or would you rather see it as real? That's the real question that it comes down to in, any, in every moment. You want to see this, what you made as real? Or are you open to seeing reality? You decide and you always decide between those two things in every single instant. It never stops. That choosing never stops. And when you think you're choosing between things in the world, you're always making the choice against you. You're always making a choice against your spirit when you think you have a choice between things in the world. Do you see what I mean? So if you think you have a choice, let's take the example with the, with the topical antibiotic. If you think you have a, a choice whether to apply the topical antibiotic, you are making suffering for yourself. It may or may not manifest as that staff gets worse. I'm not saying it's whether you use the antibiotic or not. I'm saying if you think you have a choice in it and you believe that you have a choice in it and that you're making that choice, you're making instances of suffering. You're making confusion for yourself. And that's the whole reason it's given to you in the first place is so that you can decide whether or not you are that. Are you that limited individual that's making a choice? Or are you all being, are you the, the, the source of all being watching a show? You know, a, there's a veil of forgetfulness about who you are as you watch the show. That's all. That's all. You're not what you think. But if you want to make choices between two things, should I use the antibiotic or not? You think you make a choice between those two things, you're setting yourself up for more suffering. So that's all it is. Even when you see yourself making the apparent choice, even when you see yourself making the apparent choice, you're aware that there's no choice that you're making. Choices are only playing out. I'm not making any choices. I'm watching them play out. You see the thoughts as if you're, uh, as if you're analyzing different thoughts, considering different possibilities. Maybe you're making lists, pros and cons. <laughs> but all that is just part of the illusory play too. You're not choosing to do that either. You're only choosing between yourself being real or an illusion. Yourself being real or an illusion, okay? If you're a dream image making choices between other images in the dream, that makes you an illusion. If you're an illusion, it means you want to die because illusions end. It's going to get you an upset feeling. Sooner or later, it'll get you an upset feeling. 
Did I choose right? I wish I wouldn't have made that choice. I wish I would have made that other choice. The thought occurs to me because I see the circumstances now. The thought occurs to me uh, about what if I would have got insurance? And it's like, nope, I don't even go. I don't even know where that goes. I haven't gone there. The thought occurs to me. What if I had gotten insurance for that lava flow? And it's like, nope, that's not relevant. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's just what ifs, shoulds, all those kinds of things. They're just to make fantasy, make more fantasy, more fantasy world. To set up more of these illusions of birth and death. More illusions of conflict, of war. Why go into it? If you find yourself going into it, watch. Watch where it leads. You get the experience enough times to where it leads. You know, I started to experience that way maybe like 20 years ago when I had a construction company with my husband. And I just got so afraid of something that I thought I messed up. Like we were just going to be devastated, feeling like we were just going to be devastated financially and got so, oh my goodness, it was so much pain, so much pain, and got that over and over again for many years. And after seeing that enough, it's like, no, nope, I know where that leads. And you know, once you get, once you go into it and really get the feeling, it's like the thought can occur to you. It's like, no thanks. See you on blind by. <laughs> Then you're, you're light. Your energy is, a, is allowed to be light. Who knows what's going to happen? And really, who cares what happens? Who would care? When the whole thing is for seeing through the illusion, I'll tell you what's going to happen. This thing's going to get wiped away. And it's going to reveal what's always been here. This is the dream. Sanity, the real world, heaven is reality. But it's been so turned around that it makes it look as if this is reality. And what I'm talking about has been turned into a dream. That's become the dream, the fantasy. Oh, peace, heaven, that's all just a fantasy. I remember when I first started practicing yoga, it was probably like uh, almost 12 years ago. And um, at the end, at the end of this yoga, you would um, project for peace on earth. And it, I was like, no way peace. There's no way having peace. 
peace on earth? What? There's always going to be some fucker fighting. <laughs> but now it's the same yoga. Now I can really sense it. It's like, where is earth anyways, but in the imagination? And you know, there will be the perception of peace. There will be the perception of peace because there's no non-peace. There's no such thing as non-peace. What we're perceiving of non-peace, that's what's make-believe. That's what's made up. So it's like, it's more like you're projecting for seeing through your painting of non-peace on the world. Not trying to change how people think so that the, so that wor the world will be more peaceful. I have one friend who told me she just knew when she was a kid, she knew how to live and she knew that everyone else was doing it wrong. So her task that she put upon herself was to teach everyone how to be, to teach everyone how to think. Because if they thought like her, then there would be a peaceful, sustainable kind of world where everyone gets along and everyone can respect each other. So that was her job to teach everyone. And so now, you know, she's gone through some years, gone through playing with that a lot. And what can be observed is people don't want to be around her. And there's just more and more frustration that is built up. And it's the same, the same concept is still being pushed forward that other people don't know what they're doing. Uh, I can't believe everyone's so like this. I need to teach you. I need to teach you how to be this. And it's just like setting up for all this suffering. That's not the way, that's not, that's not how it's going to happen. At some point with that mindset, there's going to be the realization that there has to be a better way. At some point, this is a suffering. You know, if you, if you took on a mindset, if you took on a mindset, maybe earlier in your life or a few years ago or whatever, took on a mindset and you're suffering over it right now, guess what? You don't have to keep it. You don't have to hang on to that. You know. People express to me, gosh, I'm suffering so much. I'm in so much pain. I have so much PTSD that I need all these people to change. And it's like, that's not the way. Have you seen that yet? Have you seen that yet? Have you seen the results of that way of thinking? Have you seen how much suffering is coming out of that? How much non-peace, how much conflict between people? Oh, you get people showing up yelling at you, uh-huh. And it's really devastating for you. It's really triggering for you. Mm-hmm. 
Do you still want to keep that? That other people need to change and you need to show them how to do that? Do you still want to keep that? And keep that pain around. And it seems to me as people get older, the older people get, the more experiences they've had and the more they've been able to practice their self-concept, the more upset they become. They lose their childlike flair and innocence. They become kind of bitchy and grumpy, just complaining about things. One of my friends told me the other day is, uh, you know, I'm not the only one who doesn't like this person and thinks that this person is a total crazy ass bitch. Everyone else thinks that too. Like pretty much everyone who meets her. Oh, that's really good. That's a good way to set it up. It's not just me, it's everyone in my perception. <laughs> I'm so justified. Look, all my friends hate Trump and I hate Trump too. So Trump must be an asshole. Right? Trump is you. It's you. If you think he's an asshole, he's giving you a gift. Okay? If you think he's an asshole, that's a gift. It's like you're giving the gift to yourself. He said, Trump, act like this in my perception so I can think you're an asshole. That's what I want. Are you sure that's what you want? Yes, it's what I want. <laughs> I want you to make it look like, um, let's see, I want you to make it look like you don't care about global warming and the whole world's going to go to shit because of you. That's going to make, that's going to make for a good show. I want you to do that because that's going to be really convincing and it, it's going to be um, really convincing when I have a bunch of my friends also thinking the exact same thing. And then we can, you know, we could post Facebook memes about how screwed up Trump is and we can like each other's posts and we can get really sure that we're right that you are screwing up. That way we could either use that to undo the sense that we're capable of screwing up or we could use it to distract ourselves and project it onto you. Either way, we're in control. So it's not like it's gonna hurt us in any way, shape or form that you're coming around ask, acting like you're gonna destroy the world, you know, to, whatever the sense is. Blow it up, I don't know. There's always some kind of fear. Uh, now it's global warming, that's the big one. My, I know, I know cause I have, I have kids that go to school. So they come back from school and it's like, mom, wow, you do know about this? And I'm like, you know, okay. I've been playing this game in this particular, as this particular individual for like 47 years. And I've seen that shit all throughout. It was always something. Something's about ready to destroy the world. And you know what? That's not a decision that any human can make whether to destroy the world. <laughs> <laughs> Yulia just came back. 
She did all that running around and it didn't work out. No, the running around she planned didn't work out. <laughs> Thank you for coming back. <laughs> all that running around in your back. I'm glad to see you. <laughs> yes, I've been waiting for you the whole time. <laughs> So there's always going to be something that, you know, everyone needs to be alarmed about. Everyone needs to get alarmed about. It's funny. You know, I started, I started years ago just looking at the news every day to see whatever rate would raise alarms so that I can, because, you know, it, you don't have to look for anything like that. The lesson's always coming, but, you know, it's like, it's news sounds entertaining. Let's check that out. See what it is. See what it is. And then, and then after a while, I just am just like bored with the news because none of it's giving me any of those triggers anymore. It just gets to be so benign. You have to want the trigger. You have to want it to get it. Once you start wanting to see through it, then you're not going to get the trigger anymore. And you know, like I go visit my mom and my stepdad and they like to watch the news. And so I'll watch the news with them. And it is just so funny. It's like a comedy. It is like a comedy. I don't, ha I don't see the news on the regular. I don't have regular TV. Um, and I don't like go looking for news for my entertainment. Like when I ever I'd look for news, it would be online or something. But um, I'd, be, I'd be watching the news with my mom and my stepdad. And they're so fun because it'll be like something will come, something will come up and they'll just like go, oh God, oh, I hate, I hate that guy or whatever. Oh, this guy's a real piece of work or something like that. And I'll just be laughing and having so much fun the whole time. And they don't even mind that I'm laughing. They don't even mind. They're, they have fun with it too, you know. And I don't want a sweet story come. Oh, I just love that. You know, like every night, it's like going through these emotions. And really, it, that is really what it is. It's going through these emotions. Nothing's here. It's like an empty thing. It's an empty space. Nothing's here. It's like looking for something to get, go through these emotions, you know, and it's going through the, the emotions in the way that they're, they're, well, the way I'm perceiving them going through the emotions, they're not really there. I'm not trying to project onto them. The way I perceive the people going through uh, emotions with a, with a news like that, where it's like, oh, that asshole and stuff, uh, you know, it's like using it to get temporary relief for the uncomfort that's felt. It's using that to get temporary relief. That's what gossip is for. It's using it to get temporary relief. It gives you a sense of ego relief. It's still coming back again because it's really about you. It's saying it's really about you. How about shows like on Netflix? Still interesting or boring too? I got this show going right now that I'm totally interest, interested in. It's really fun. Um, it's called The Mentalist. I don't know if you guys saw it, but man, it's funny. And the guy's cute. And um, the mentalist dude's cute. And um, it's, it's like a fun, I don't know, it's a fun take on police work. Someone dies in every episode, usually right in the, at the beginning. Someone dies right at the beginning. So it's like, it like to, me, to me, that's just like comedy, though. Like, you know, they're like shoot him up kind of thing. And, uh, and then it's like, 
it, it's interesting. I guess you could say it's interesting to me because it, it, he sees things. He sees things that people are thinking that they think they're hiding. <laughs> so that's what makes it, that's what makes it pretty entertaining to me. And then the other thing is, you know, I start to become fond of the, of the characters. It's really fun. I think it's, I think it's pretty cute. Cause then when the series ends, it's kind of like, Oh, <laughs> and you know, that's sweet too. If there's any kind of a feeling of missing or anything like that, that comes up, it gets used. So it doesn't matter what it is. It just gets used. Oh, you saw some of it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll just find myself. Uh, um, I'll just find myself in my living room hanging out with my husband and say, want to watch a mentalist? Yeah. <laughs> it sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, it's not like I'm opposed to watching the news if that was entertaining to me, but you know, the news is more entertaining to me watching other people watch the news. <laughs> to me, that's more entertaining. And also beyond just the entertainment of it, when I perceive someone getting sucked in like that, and I know that it's not true, you know, the feeling, the, any kind of feeling of resistance within me, everything just gets extended love. And so that's why, you know, when I, when I visit my mom and my stepdad, they still watch the news every night with me there because it's fun for all of us. They don't mind that I'm laughing at all, you know? They know it's silly. I don't know if they know that they get sucked into it or not, but you know, if, if, either way, it's perfect. <laughs> I don't have to try to tell them not to get sucked into it or to do a practice. If they wanted to know that and then they asked me, then that would be a different story. But I don't feel like I'm people's teachers, like I, teacher, like I need to go around telling everyone. And sometimes when something just pops out of my mouth, like kind of like uninvited, pops out of my mouth and then I see some defensiveness. It's like, oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. You say something that it's like, oh, forget about that. I didn't mean it. Or I meant it, but doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Whoops, carry on. <laughs> Once I was I was sitting at at um, Island Naturals, our natural food store around here, and I was just having something to eat. There's two guys in front of me and they're talking really loudly about this other guy in the community. Now I know all of them. It's a small community. So they're talking really loudly about this other guy. One of them says, can you believe it? He did this. Oh yeah. Well, he did this to me. He threw a bottle and it broke and it cut me. And I'm like, and all of a sudden I'm eating, right? It's like not even really concerned me. It seems like I'm like, huh, someone had to do it. <laughs> and they both looked at me like, they're like with daggers, right? And what do you mean? And I go, well, it already happened in the mind. So someone had to play it out, right? And they're like, no. And I, okay, never mind. Just go back to my eating. Then they continue talking about the person. <laughs> so it's like you can get out of any of that as soon as you got into it, too. But 
You know, that's a big thing is people thinking that it's their responsibility to teach other people. That's something I was touching on earlier with one of my friends who, you know, is deep, deep into suffering. And that's by her own words telling me this, deep, deep in it. You know, like I'm in so much pain that nobody even understands this kind of pain. You know, that's the kind of reflection that I get from something like that. So it's like, it, it's like, wow, any kind of I need, and I, I feel that, I totally feel that. Any kind of I need to teach someone something is a total setup for me to go insane, you know? So when I see people um, displaying some kind of, of insanity, delusion, anything like that, I do not feel like it's my responsibility to teach them. What's my responsibility is to learn from the experience. Through my learning, learning is, ends up being the teaching because it's, like, it's like love gets extended through your, through your body's energy field. It's like love gets extended into the world and that becomes the teaching. See, when you're not, when you're not feeling like you have to teach someone something, you have to get them to learn something, then you're just at a way more calm and even keel with everything. It's like with, in, in, with all of those spiritual concepts that you hear here on Wisdom Dialogues and maybe hear other places, remember what I say, these words are meaningless. They don't mean anything. Nothing that I say is actually true. I'm speaking to the truth when my channel is open for it. I'm speaking to the truth when I'm not triggered with a, with a fearful emotion, you know, when I'm not frustrated, when I'm not irritated, when I don't think something's wrong, then I could speak to the truth. But if you take the concepts that I share here and try to share them with other people in a way where it's not welcome, you're going to set yourself up. And if you try to share any other kind of concepts, worldly concepts even, about how you think the world should be with other people, many times that is not well taken. If you think they're going down the wrong path or something like that, many times, and you know, just watch their reaction. Just watch their reaction to you. You never have to engage in any conflict. Isn't that nice? Isn't that so peaceful that you never have to engage in any conflict? Never make anyone wrong. You saw it. You saw that delusion. It's your responsibility to heal it from another place, not in trying to teach their mind. Okay? I think we got that, at least for today. There's also a sense of comfort when characters are in trouble and you are safe, apparently, in your experience of it. Yeah, so, so Yulia's going back to the show, uh, watching shows where in a show on a movie or something, someone's in trouble and you kind of like use that as an escape. So yeah, watch that too. Just be ever so watchful. Even when you find yourself watching a movie, just keep on checking into your body's energy field. How are you using this? This is the way I watch a movie, everyone. It's like, how am I using this? I, you know, there's an energy to it. There's an energy to it. There's a way of watching a movie from the sense of fear where you're just trying to cover up whatever it is that's making you uncomfortable in your own life. Watch that. It's way more important than the plot of the movie. It's way more important. All you have to do is notice it. 
you could still be watching the movie and following the plot because the watching of the movie and following the plot is occurring to you on the screen of consciousness. Since it's occurring to you on the screen of consciousness, you can also be aware of what you're making of it. What are you using it for? See, that's what it comes down to. It's not what you do. You don't have a choice in that. It's what you're using it for. So choose wisely. Yay. And you can't get it wrong. When you, when you recognize that you are making a choice, even when you're making the choice for illusion, when you notice that you're watching the show and using it to cover up an uncomfortable feeling, using it as a distraction, guess what? You're choosing truth in that moment. You're watching, you're aware, awareness is all. Awareness is all there is. It's the same as love, awareness. Awareness is love, okay? Where does the pleasure come from? Where you want to continue watching and watching and watching, binge watching. I know that energy, and it's the same kind of energy as binge eating, or binge smoking, or binge drinking. It's self-punishment, okay? The reason it's called binge watching is because it's not actually enjoyable. You're trying to make a fantasy that this is enjoyable. It's not actually en enjoyable. That's why it's bi a binge. Binge is not enjoyable. That isn't. It's, it's non-joy, it's trying to cover something up. That's letting, the, that's letting, that comes from, it's the effect of letting the mind just take over, letting the ego take over the mind, give into lots of temptations to make the illusion true, and you find yourself binge doing things. Binge this, binge that, you know? I hear people saying like, you know, I gotta stop watching so much TV. That thought right there is what will cause binge watching. It's as if you have a choice in it. See, it's so much lighter than that. If you find yourself binge watching, get alert, alert, awareness. Start with just pinch yourself. If you don't know how to become alert, pinch yourself. Put your attention there. Because what's going on when you find yourself in the, the expression of binge, the expression of a binge, and I know this from watching it. I, I, I went through binge eating. I went through binge eating. Okay? I, would, I would all of a sudden became alert to, whoa, what is this motion? Just keep on eat, eating, 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 eating. I don't, it hurts to eat. I had one Korean guy, when I went for Korean yoga one time, he touched me in some part of, around my belly or something, put his hand there, probably touched my stomach, I don't know. But he said, your body hurts and you keep eating. It hurts you to keep eating, but you keep eating. And I'm like, hmm, no. The awareness wasn't, it wasn't open enough to see what that meant, but it was like, very interesting. It was kind of just like, very interesting. And then, um, and then you know, the, the awareness starts to take over, the awareness of that, and I'm standing in my kitchen one day and I'm just noticing this motion or it's like, <laughs> I'm not even tasting this stuff. I didn't try to stop it though. I just watched it. Got very curious about what am I thinking? What am I thinking right now? What is that? What am I feeling right now? 
what, what is the feeling? What is, the, what is, what thoughts are occurring to me? What am I making true right now? That it seems like this can help me. It actually seems like this can help me feel better. Eating a bunch of shit that I'm not tasting. See? And through watching it, it lets go of you. It just lets go of you. you just keep watching it. And it just, you know, you end up, you, you end up to where you can just watch TV in the amount that it's pleasurable. In the amount that watching TV is pleasurable. A show, maybe two shows, three if that's pleasurable to you. Binge, even the word binge denies pleasure. You know the energy of that. It's not pleasure. Maybe it's more pleasurable to you than, have, than getting that feeling that's coming up. Maybe it seems more pleasurable to you than that. But, you know, when you go through the, the, the feeling, there's so much more pleasure to be had. You're going to find so much more pleasure in everything, even watching TV, even eating cake. Whatever it is, you're going to find more pleasure in having a glass of wine or, or a tequila or whatever. You're going to find way more pleasure in it and not this need for binging because the binging is only an effect of binging on thought. Okay? Binging on thought that defiles you. <laughs> in my experience, it's always tied to trying to control eating like decide to eat less means more binge eating is likely to happen. My experience too, totally. And then, you know, and then I also noticed after that was done that the trying to decide to eat less and all that, that kind of stuff just doesn't even appeal to me anymore. The next thing I know, I'm thinking really fast and find myself eating about other stuff, not about eating, but about other stuff, just thinking and eating, thinking and eating, thinking and eating. That's how watching TV is. And the same thing you could say with playing video games. You know, I, I like to play video games on my phone, constantly checking in on what's going on. So you're not just like taken over mentally. See? It's like, it seems like you're doing this thing and doing this thing and doing this thing and just getting yourself, all that's happening is you're getting yourself distracted. There's not a problem with it. Just notice it. That's all. It's like covering up some sort of mental background pain or tension. I like how you put that, Yulia. Yeah, it is. It's like putting a thin veil over it. It's going to still be there when you get done. You're just going to feel crappier, crappier about yourself when you look at it the next time. <laughs> so that's fun. That's fun to watch. Just watch it play. When you watch it play out enough, suffering brings you there. If you'd like to go, if you'd like it to go faster, if you'd like it to go faster, keep listening to wisdom dialogues and anything else like that that appeals to you. There's a, I have a shitload of videos on YouTube. You know, if that appeals to you, you can't really binge listen to spiritual stuff. I don't think because it keeps on. If, if you're li if you're really listening to it, it keeps on making another opening, another opening, another opening. But I recommend. You know, especially if you're some of the people who are just starting out here is to keep, you know, keep an open mind about getting the spiritual, um, the, the 
the love infused every day in all of your different in all of your different activities maybe take recordings with you i make that really easy and free too okay you can take them with you um now that it's on the podcast and the videos and listen watch listen whatever appeals to you and, and through that it, it helps it to go faster it unfolds faster Okay, and I'm only telling you that because you want me to. <laughs> it's not like you have to do anything. It doesn't have to go faster. One of my friends was telling me, uh, telling me yesterday that she sees that she's choosing illusion and she just does not want to get off of that right now. And it's like, it's okay, just watch that. Because you're knowing that you're choosing, you're just knowing you're choosing illusion is really a choice for the truth because you're not veiling it from yourself anymore. It's okay, watch yourself wanting to choose illusion. It's okay. It's, a, it, it's gotta be okay with you if you do that for the whole lifetime and beyond. The lifetime is nothing. It's like a split second or less in, the, in terms of eternity. It's nothing. It's got, that's gotta be okay with you because if you're in some kind of hurry, Oh God, when is it gonna? You're in less joy. And it's, a, it's a, in allowing yourself to be in more joy that actually helps it to go faster and smoother, okay? Bob, before I wrap it up, do you have anything? I didn't see you today. Hello, can you hear Hello. me now? I hear you now. Okay, let's see if I can get on video. Uh, huh. Am I getting on? I don't see you. Uh, well, I thought I can push video. Start video. Well, it says it's started. Do you need to do something? Um, let me see. Nope, I'm going to make you the host. I think that's been working for me recently when I make someone the host. So I made you the host. Oh, now I'm the host. Be, now you should the be host. able to. Yes. You are now. Uh -huh. Don't worry, I can reclaim host anytime you screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if I start following an illusion, huh? <laughs> if you, if well, you start making a lot of noise over there. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, sometimes the roosters get wild here. Well, I don't know. It's apparently it's has should be starting. Well, I, you don't need to see my handsome face anyway. It's just gonna excite the women. Yeah, so um, we don't need to get everyone all excited. So it seems to me the thing to focus on is true identity. Everything else is is superfluous because everything that you're seeing is a reflection of you it's just like looking in the mirror everything is your reflection it's like you, you see the pictures of the dogs and cats and animals that look in the mirror and they think it's another animal and right. they're either afraid of it or they're curious about it or they they play with it or they run away from it and then there's the little girl who's uh, 
uh, like she's just a toddler barely walking and she looks down at her shadow and she's afraid. She thinks that that's something and she runs away from the shadow and falls and gets back up and sees the shadow again and starts running away from the shadow. So that's, that's the idea of separation is that uh, you think that it's someone or something out there when it's actually your reflection, your shadow, your projection. So it's like what it's like you say, the world is is you is your projection. What are you making of the world? It's uh, so that's the Christ is seeing the Christ because he has discovered his true identity. He's focused on who he is and his true identity as the son of God, the child of God, the offspring of God. And so that's the world he creates, the kingdom of God on earth. He sees Christ's children everywhere. He goes, so he sees the sin, disease, lack, limitation, and death. He sees that they're illusion, sees the truth, and then that's what heals and transforms all of those negative symptoms. So it's it's it seems like it's a very easy principle, but it's just so easy to fall into the illusion of thinking there's something out there or something other than you when, like you say, all you have to do is focus on yourself. And who am I? And that is is the key to it all, it seems. Yeah. And everyone is the self. Everyone is the self. What you see of them is your projection, though. What That's you see of it. them is not the self. It's non-self. It denies self. <laughs> Right. Well, that's if you're just uh, judging by appearances. Yes. Instead of judging the, the righteous judgment, the, the Christ, the Christ judgment, which sees with love. That's, that's it. That's the key. Love, which is oneness, seeing the, the one and only and everyone and everything God. Yes, that's right. And then, okay, so, I have Yulia talking here again. And the unhappiness, oh, unhappiness with your own appearance. I'm noticing that one is constant, constant. And that's where this attempt to control eating and stuff comes from. Unhappiness with your own appearance. Well, that's just the thought of separation again. You know, that's just the thought of separation. So that it'll make you, make you get the illusion that you're unhappy with your appearance. No one's unhappy with your appearance. You are not unhappy with your appearance. You're, you're, you're getting a feeling from the thought of separation, and that's making the illusion that you're unhappy with your appearance. You know none of it's true. I know you know. The whole appearance thing is just not true. Nothing to get out of that one. Yeah, so go into the feeling of this unhappiness with your appearance because, you know, there's that's just one of those things. It tries to make itself like a special one or something like that. But all it is, is an illusion made from the thought of separation and feeling separate. That's all, it's just feeling separate. Unhappiness with your appearance, also feeling separate, okay? Yay. Bob, are you complete? Well, yeah, I guess that's just the only separation is this me and not me. Uh, the, that there's when you focus on the the one identity the one self then that's that's the, the simplicity of it it's so simple oneness that it, it misses you it's it's like the fish that's swimming in the ocean and it isn't aware that it's in the ocean that's it 
it's too caught, caught up in, in all of the uh, phenomenon and distractions in the ocean, it doesn't know. And so like we're in an ocean of awareness. Awareness is the ocean of, of, of love that we live in. And we don't realize that, you know, we can see, hear, touch, smell, think, perceive, and those are all avenues of awareness. And so, as you say, love is awareness, awareness is love. And then that's what brings the responsibility, the ability to respond with love and awareness. Yes. Hooray. Hooray. Okay, Thank let's celebrate our, our wonderful uh, webinar. So, gosh, three weeks it's going to be, huh? Yep, three weeks uh, just for the webinar part. There's going to be plenty mm -hmm. for you guys, I'm sure. Yeah, well, now uh, we can catch up on uh, watching all this stuff, uh, you know, the, the reruns and the recordings and everything. It's <laughs> going to be uh, a great opportunity for all of us to do that. Yeah, if you want to, go for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And you know, and, and the, thing, the thing about what I share, it's really, really simple. You'll notice I'm basically saying the same thing all the time in different ways. I'm giving different words and different examples, but I'm basically saying the same thing all the time. And, you know, if you're drawn to this, you don't need the complicating, the complicated things anymore. You don't need the complicated things. It's just like, keep it very simple, make everything one thing and it, and, and it'll, it'll show itself it'll reveal itself to you way easier make it out one thing all general all generalized basically there's nothing here there's nothing here the whole thing is an emotional journey just an emotional journey take each upset emotion and use it for healing that's all it's so simple and it does a lot yay i love you and you can check out hopejohnson.org okay You'll find, you'll find my um, family's essential oils there too if you want to get some really good essential oils for yourself for Christmas or for other people for Christmas or whatever. I love you, Yulia. Yay. And you can also support this, uh, this happening, this event kind of thing that goes on wisdom, called Wisdom Dialogue. Um, you can also, also support it by making a donation. And I'm... Oh, I've, I'm always open to donations of technical type support because I like this. Spread it out. Everyone who likes to know about it. Yay. Thank you so much. I love you. Mahalo, aloha, and a hooey ho. I love you. <laughs> Thanks, Bob.